0: Would you look at that? A Formula One YouTube channel without a dream track. Well, let's fix that, shall we? And if you think I'm just gonna use the Suzuka circuit and call it a day, you'll be sorely mistaken. I'm gonna be presenting you today my dream track. Now, most videos like this tend to just stick a bunch of turns without any sort of vague cohesion. They just have that wimble-bamble there and that dingle-dangle there, and then they just whack it all together and then there is a dream circuit. But for this one, I wanted to pick corners that were not necessarily that obvious. Of course, there are going to be some classics, and we'll be using some classic circuits, as well as a couple of new ones. But I wanted to come up with a circuit which was not supremely hard and loads of stop-start stuff, not just a a two-mile-straight-and-call-it-a-day. We're not going to be having a spider-pick situation here. I want to have a track where... People can have fun with a long flowing bends, a nice little straight with one DRS zone. I'm not going to stick like three or four, like Albert Park or something, but I just want to have something where I would look at that and I would just go, yeah, I want to drive that. I want to drive that and it's a lot of fun. And most importantly, with a lot of really good successful Formula One tracks like Spa and Kota, as the great U2 song goes, it's all about elevation. Elevation is your friend. And I've got a nice little section, which I think could work really nicely. And of course, at any circuit that would have my name attached to it, you wouldn't have grandstands lining most of the corners. You would have, of course, people on ladders. Of course you would, because I'm the ladder man. And on the podium? No, you don't get a standard podium. You get step ladders. That's right. Max Verstappen on a step ladder. That's how I would do it. But who's to say Max Verstappen would necessarily win the circuit that I would be devising? I've really been thinking about this, and I'm really pleased to show you what I've got in mind for my dream circuit. May I present to you the likes of the Ladderhorn. It's a nice, simple affair, but it's also got some very nice iconic turns and a little bit of character as well. Immediately, you might be thinking, wait, where are at least the Suzuka S's? Well everybody uses the Suzuka S's, but Suzuka does turn up here because it would be wrong of me to not include it at all. And just so you know, my British bias has been left at the door and there is no trace of Silverstone here at all. I'm picking some slightly off the beaten track ideas for this one. Now, the ladder horn consists of a multitude of corners and the last section I'm particularly pleased with, I think could be a lot of fun, especially if you like roller coasters. Now, this starts off, of course, with the likes of the Circuit of the Americas. That Turn 1 straight and then Turn 2 combination, I feel is one of the most significantly iconic tracks that we've seen in the last 10 years or so. Because you've got that nice little lead up to Turn 1. It's a left-hander as well, which is relatively uncommon on the F1 calendar. Usually when you get a left-hander on the calendar, like Interlagos, for example, it's like, ooh, that's different. That's really exciting. And usually more often than not, they are. Again, into Lagos turn one. That can be quite a doozy. And then immediately afterwards, you go straight from the turn one and then a little bit of a dip down to turn two. And then we kind of even things out with, of course, Monza. Now, we're not going to be using Ascari or the infamous turn one and two. We, we don't need any of that. But there is a chicane from Monza. But that comes at the end of the Curva Grande. Now, most people would be wanting to put Istanbul's Turn 8. When I put that up to my Twitter followers on Lore VSX, most people were wondering, are you going to be including Turn 8 from Istanbul? Well, I would like to, but everyone tends to do that now. Even the modern circuits, even I think the Madrid concept, has some sort of reverse Turn 8 from Istanbul park. It's one of those ones that wants to be replicated on most modern circuits anyway. So again, I'm trying to eschew something here and make it slightly different with some iconic moments. So you get the Curva Grande right here going into the chicane of turns four and five. Technically, Curva Grande is turn three. And then what we do here is this little section of Suzuka right after the Degna curves. Now that is basically just that little short straight under the bridge, but there isn't a bridge here. Now this one is quite underrated and It's quite satisfying when you get it right. Whenever I've been doing sim racing, I would always get it wrong on the approach. But when you've got that moment, when you get on the outside and then go over the apex or even go wide, when you just get that exit right and then go towards Spoon, it's so satisfying. And of course, it's a relatively heavy braking zone, but it's not like one of those ones where you just get it at the end of a long straight. There's a bit of a mini straight, so you might be able to catch somebody napping out of the chicane from the curve of Grande onwards, so you might get a little bit of a cheeky overtaking opportunity there. Now, similarly, when I was looking at this for the Dunlop curve, I realized, well, what kind of thing is similar on the rest of the F1 calendar? Well, I was thinking, ah, okay. There is, of course, the circuit de Giliveneuve. That hairpin is not too dissimilar from the one that we get at Suzuka. So afterwards, we can have a nice longish curve straight that is about approximately turns 11 and 12 after the hairpin it may look a little bit inverted here but you get what i mean there's a little bit of a kink and then a slight bend over so you've got a little bit of a long straight long enough and not too much steering involved so that means you can use a little bit of drs there for good measure now this next bit i don't think a lot of people would have necessarily thought would be in this selection for a dream track but the thing about the jetta corniche circuit is is that it is fast. It is dangerous. It's one of the few circuits that had to have extensive modifications between the first outing and the second outing. And I think it got some for the third outing as well. And I wouldn't be surprised if they've had to modify it slightly again for 2024 because visibility problems are a concern here. But this is not a street circuit. But the main component of Jeddah is something I would like to actually have. And it's just after the timing bar of sector two. Turns twenty-two to twenty-five. There's this little bit of a section, like when you go under some kind of complex or entertainment area and you have that little bit of a chicane and you just yeah, oh that goes really really fast and especially after a long curve straight like you get from the canada section this is something i think could be really really fun you could just whip it into that chicane and then have a little bit of another bend and then you're off to the next bit which of course is the fun part for me and this is a bit which is not on the f1 calendar i will admit but it's something which is iconic and i think could complement the first section from the circuit of the americas because it is a circuit in america And this is, of course, Laguna Seca's corkscrew. So as you can see on here, you would then be going into here and then having a little bit of a kink and then doing the corkscrew down. Lots of negative G. And then you kind of wind yourself out for a little bit of a bend all the way to the start finish straight, which isn't really that much of a straight. It would be straightish enough so you can get 20 cars on the grid or ideally likes of 22 Thanks for more than one management. But I really wanted to give this circuit some character in the sense that you would start off really, really high as you are in Laguna Seca because I think it's the highest point of the circuit. And then you go all the way down through the corkscrew, loads of negative G, So it's like, and you really got to get it right because then you go into the last corner. And if you want to try and get a cheeky little bit of an overtake done before turn one, you got to get the exit right out of the corkscrew. And then just a little bit of a blap, down the start finish straight and then you're there that is a lap of the Ladderhorn. i was considering some other bits and pieces and including the suzuka s's but i realized that i didn't want to cram in too many corners here because i think there's about over 20 in this one and i felt like if i added any more it would be a little bit silly and there wouldn't really be any room for the cars to breathe so you could say the characteristic for the circuit is some nice long sweeping corners some fast chicanes and a nice little bit of a curved-ish straight at the back from Montreal. And then, of course, you've got a couple of heavy braking zones going into turn one, and then when the Dunlop Curve is from Suzuka. But I just love the Curve Grande from Monza because just this is a bit of a characteristic. It's just a nice long sweeping bend. I would love for this to be in an alpine forested region like Spa-Francorchamps. So it appears out of the ether, out of the mist. It's swathed in mystery and trees, the natural atmosphere. Along with the ladders, it'd be lovely, wouldn't it? And then, of course, just that vast section of the corny circuit. I love that circuit. It's a lot of fun to play on. It's just a shame about the iffy location as all. But I just feel like if you start off at the top, at the corkscrew, go all the way down, and then you've got a little bit at the bottom, going to the start, finish, straight, and then you're going all the way back up again to then start it anew. Then you can have a little bit of a dipping and throwing throughout the rest of the circuit, But the most important thing is it would have to be just not too much of a dip because then you'd want to go back up again to try and make sure that you can get all the way up to get to the corkscrew. So you wouldn't want to do that too much in this first technical section. You'd want maybe want a slow incline up that Canada section, maybe. Maybe. I think you might need to do a little bit of wiggle room there, but I am really, really pleased with the circuit because it's nice and simple. It's not overly complicated. I don't think it's going to be particularly long or big or anything like that. Not like a 2 or I imagine this probably might be like a one-minute 25 lap, Maybe. But I just think it's got a little bit of character and that elevation change of just basically being like a roller coaster at the end. You could almost call that the roller coaster section because you start at the top and then you go way right down the corkscrew and then a little bit up and then you go all the way back up to turn one. I think that could be really, really fun to see. And also you get a really nice view if you had a camera all the way down to turns one and two or even the curve of grande section if you got a good enough vantage point. But I just feel like it's got the right blend of slow speed corners with the chicanes, a hairpin. It's got a fast section through Jeddah. Like there's a fast bit, there's a slow bit. Then you've also got the technical bit at the end. So that means it keeps you on your toes. I'm really quite pleased with this. And I would love for you to leave a comment and see what you think. And zooming past, if you're watching, I would love to see what you could do with this and what creative liberties that you might have in store. But please, if you are going to take on this challenge, there needs to be ladders. There has to be a ladder or else it's not the ladder horn. It simply isn't.